Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Evolvepreneur After Hours Show. I'm your host, Michelle McDonald. My mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference and navigate the messy world of startups or relaunch, commonly called a pivot. Join me today where we dig deep with our guests and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. For this episode entitled, Always Have Options, my very special guest is Tiffany Wright, who is the author of The Funding is Out There, Access to the Cash You Need to Impact Your Business, as well as a serial entrepreneur and a former CFO and COO. Her firm, The Resourceful CEO, helps business-to-business companies structure their operations and finances to generate strong cash flow, high profits, and owner freedom. Tiffany, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me, Michelle. (laughs) You're very welcome. So good to have you here with us. So your book, The Funding is Out There, uses 30 specific case studies of what business owners (laughs) have done to grow their business and raise capital. Your book not only shows step-by-step how to attain funds successfully, but it also provides hope to entrepreneurs who feel that funding is not an option. Firstly, I applaud you for being a guiding light in this area. (laughs) And two, what was the inspiration behind creating the book? The inspiration, well, it's it's my second book. Um, so, so the inspiration for the second book was to expand the audience and to also and to expand the uh, the number of funding options to include some of the new ones that had come out, but also some that I that my more recent clients had been had used or I I had used with my more recent clients and also to provide uh, more resources. So I would talk about the resources, but I didn't explain how to tap those resources. Uh, So I I put in a section on how to tap that. And also, that sounds a little strange, but I I also, uh, also started with a chapter on cash flow. But the original genesis was that I would. I just kept running into people who said, "I can't find funding. I can't find funding. I can't find funding." And then I, I would funding, or getting the funding, and they say, "Oh, well, thank you." Um, people who were very resistant, they would say, mm-hmm. "I can't," and they couldn't hear me. It's like they said, "I can't," and they shut down. Mm-hmm. I told them. I could help them happen. They said, well, I've applied all these business loans. And I grew up reading Black history. And I remember Mm -hmm. reading about, uh, oh, it just, I'm not going to say his name. I think I know the name, but I'm not going to say it lest I'm wrong. (laughs) I might be combining a few different people. But he went to over 80 before he actually got approved. Wow. you know, this was in, in the early 1900s. But um, anyway, so I asked the gentleman how many how many banks had he applied to, and it had been two. Okay. He had been turned down by two, but yet he had gone to all these banks, and they were both large national banks. 
so anyways, that was the, that was my um, frustration was my inspiration. Uh, people, you know, telling me constantly what they couldn't do. And I'm saying, but I, I just did it with this person. I just did it with that person. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure this is something that a lot of people appreciate because when we think about the concept of owning a business, we get excited yes. and we're focused on the profit aspect of it. But of course, we know that there needs to be some sort of capital. And that's just where we get stuck. You know, we just yes. feel like, OK, I, I've hit a wall. I, I can't get past this. And now I'm deflated. And so, you know, you bringing this book and understanding their needs, their frustrations, their irritations, it's like, I can do this. You know, I, I feel yeah. inspired and motivated again. Yes, yes. And I think I think that's a big thing because people start businesses and they think about the strategy, not necessarily the strategy, but the product or the service they're going to sell, the market they're going to serve. They don't think about how do I get the money and so on until they actually really need it. And so I think it's important to just understand that. And, and honestly, I've never had to go to 80 banks. I'm just, I just threw that out there when the gentleman said two, I was really surprised. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I will say that I, I tell people to focus on what you need the money for, mm -hmm. because then that opens up the creativity. And I think that that's where people get stuck. They think, Oh, going after money, there's bo it's boring, or you only think of a couple of different areas. Mm -hmm. But if you think about what you need the money for, then you can think about, well, how could you come up with the money for one A, B, or C, like marketing, someone, or this. It doesn't just have a certain, it doesn't need to be one source. Yes. So as you, uh, if you look at the case studies, some of the case studies are just one entity, but but um, several of them or a number of them are two or three different entities to get all the money that they need. Yeah, and that makes sense because once you're strategizing and you understand why you need it, you focus on how to get it better. Do you know what I yes. mean? So like you kind of come with a plan and this is where it's going to go. And now I know once I get the money, I know exactly how I'm going to use it rather than I have it. And it's kind of like, okay, so what do I do next? Right. Right. <laughs> it's always good to know what do I do with all this money. Right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so as an entrepreneur, especially early in the journey, we believe that we can do it all. And we grab at every available opportunity. Even as seasoned veterans, we can find ourselves fully committing from the onset. What has been your experience regarding this? Be careful with arrogance. That was, um, I, I invested in real estate and I was pretty, pretty good at multifamily, small multifamily investing. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, they enjoyed buying the properties. I enjoyed who I sold the properties to. And then I got this grand idea of doing house flipping. Okay. <laughs> and I hated it. I hated it. And oh. house, you know, it's one thing to have contracts to do a little bit of renovation on pretty good 
buildings. I wasn't doing major renovation on buildings. I was just, you know, getting a building. It may have been a little rundown, but I had a GC who could do those kinds of things. No crazy discoveries of water damage or anything. But I didn't, I didn't think about those kinds of things. I just thought my, you know, I need, I want to do house flipping. It's real estate investing and it's completely different. And I like sophisticated investors, uh, people who already under, who have already owned maybe a house or a rental house and so on. And, uh, or maybe even they've owned multifamily property, but they've had experience. And with the flipping I was doing in the neighborhoods I was doing is all first time home buyers or first time real estate investors. And so it was the educational process. And again, I was having to repeat myself over and over again, and I just didn't like it. So um, I often sold, so I did sell a lot of properties before they were finished, before they were completed. And I sold them to other, uh, to other flippers who <laughs> were better at, at that as I, so I would, again, do you understand one area of an industry? Do you understand the entire industry to the same level or that your uh, personality, your goal match to that area of the industry. So yeah, just be careful of being uh, arrogant. Just remember that um, learning is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I guess I did learn. I learned not to be arrogant. <laughs> There's always a lesson. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, um, so that would be one. <laughs> Thank you for that. And, you know, I appreciate it because it's a reminder that we have to be well-rounded in our approach with anything, right? Uh, we're yes. never too old to learn, uh, be aware of risk and possibilities which are always an aspect of business. And even if it's something that, you know, you feel you've been doing over and over again for many years, as you stated, still be cautious. Not yeah. every opportunity is something that is for you. That's right. But it, one thing I also learned was that um, you, when you discover that the, you can discover that the opportunity is for you is to go for it or isn't for you. So you go for it, you just go for it on a smaller scale. So don't jump in and buy, you know, 12 properties. <laughs> buy one, <laughs> buy one. Um, I am an advocate of, of dreaming bigger and going bigger, but I think you start small and then you can scale, um, you know, once you reach a certain port point and you have a certain focus, you can scale along that focus and then you can expand it and expand it. But don't don't try to bite off the side of a cow, you know, just take a few bites. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you have to it's toe wet. Just a little yes. bit. <laughs> and then the baby steps in the water. There you go. Right, right. And then once you're fine with chewing in, you're like, oh this is this I think this will work. This will work. Then go ahead and and look and see what you can do to bite the whole thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. So with our episode being about always having options, 
Yes. What would you say is the key to being resourceful and why is it a critical aspect of owning a business? I would, I'd say, um, like one thing I'm an advocate of, like I said, is, you know, scaling faster. I think more women owned and minority owned businesses. One way to do that is to buy other companies and there's companies of all all size. You can buy a company that's being a hundred thousand or what let's that might be a little, but anyway, 300,000 in, in revenue and you might be able to get it for a hundred thousand or something like that. You have decent books. You can, uh, it's for three years and they've been profitable. You can, it's much easier to get it financed. And then of course the, the bigger it is, the more funding solutions there are. So I think Re, being resourceful is thinking of what goals, what objectives are you trying to achieve, different ways to achieve them. So if you're trying to get into a different market, you're trying, or you're trying to build family wealth and leave a legacy or whatever, um, just think about the, the different kinds of things that are out there mm-hmm. and you may not know them. But just say, I have this, this is what I want, and I want some solutions. I'm looking for solutions. And it's amazing what will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say never say can't, like when I was talking about the people saying I can't find funding, because I, I haven't been doing it more recently, but for a while there, I was an active angel investor, and you're sitting in. In, in addition to helping people get funding, you're telling me I can't. And one thing I know is you don't argue against someone who says I can't. They mm-hmm. can say it's difficult, whatever, but it's a mindset. And yes. and you basically have to try to break them down and then build them up. And who has time for that? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the thing about being resourceful is to, instead of thinking of the things you encounter as problems, oh, I've got this problem, I've got that problem. Think of them as minor obstacles to to the achievement of your goals. And these minor obstacles have solutions. The solution may be to go over it, to go around it, to melt it, whatever, but it has solutions. So just say, I need some solutions, help me. And it's amazing, like I said, you might read a book, you might talk to a person, you may Mm -hmm. see something on TV, but the solutions start to appear or the options, you know, options start to show up and you can decide um, which which one it is. So that's that's what it is. You just don't believe that there is no solution. As long as you believe that there are solutions, they you will find them. That's what I think about being resourceful. I love that. You know, that's a great reminder of the law of attraction and mm-hmm. also having a growth mindset because as you stated, you know, they stop themselves before they even start. Right. And the solution could like be right at the end of your fingertips, one phone call away, one page away. You happen to see something, the words jump out at you, and you're like, aha. Right. There it is. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I would also say that if you're you're talking to someone or something, and it like something just starts to come out of your mouth and you're thinking, they don't want to hear that. Because I there's that's happened so many times in where I've just been talking to someone 
and something I was thinking about just came out and I was thinking, oh darn, I probably shouldn't have brought this up with them. And they're like, oh, guess what? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> My friend has a marketer who, you know, or whatever. Something that's not in their purview, mm -hmm. but you just never just recently had someone I know say something to me, their business was having some tax issues and they just kind of said, oh, I was just having some tax issues. And I called one of those numbers on I see on TV and I or on online and I may have gotten scammed. And I said, mm -hmm. I said, uh, did you know? <laughs> I said, I have a lot of experience with that because I had a lot of uh, individuals and business owners go through similar things such that we actually, my attorney and I did a webinar and brought in a, a, a tax, um, a tax specialist. Oh. But anyway, I mean, who would have, she, she would never have thought Tiffany taxes, <laughs> but it just kind of came out. You know, it just came out. So you just never know. So when it if when you feel that it's kind of your intuition guiding you, and that's you being resourceful. So yes. that's the resourcefulness keep kicking in. Yes, absolutely. And so of course we have to know how can business to business companies get in contact with you for you to assist them with their business operations and finances. Okay, they can schedule a free 20-minute consult at theresourcefulceo.com slash schedule. That would be the quickest way. Or they can email me at twright at theresourcefulceo.com or, you know, get me through Instagram at, at theresourcefulceo. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's or, or LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, it's like resourceful CEO that resourceful CEO or the resourceful CEO. But anyways, between those between those, that's the best way. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tiffany. We have appreciated you providing this insight when it comes to being resourceful, open minded, having a growth mindset and also being able to understand the value of being resourceful and leaving your options for financing open. I also wanna thank you for being a part of another awesome guest episode of the Evolvepreneurs After Hours show. Before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review and consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at EvolvepreneurSecrets.show right now. Until next time, and if you're an entrepreneur, make a start at your next great idea today.